You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Elkanen. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Well, that was fun. Good morning, Good morning everyone. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkanen, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Um, maybe I don't know if this is indicative of uh, the entire country's sentiment or what, but the fact that neither of us can really agree on on anything right now, and as far as what happened last night, I think speaks to what, where we're in. Uh, but we really want to talk about how the market reacted uh, to the results last night in real time, and what the market is doing today, uh, in light of the fact that we really still don't know who has won. Uh, I, personally, I could be convinced that it's Trump's to win or that it's Biden's to win. Uh, and uh, so I, I really don't know. Uh, that's just my take on this. But we're going to talk about the market's reaction to all this. Uh, Uber and Lyft catching huge bids this morning, though they're off the highs. You'd expect that. They got what they wanted out in California. We're going to talk about pot stock. We're going to talk about the sports betting stocks. Uh, a lot to get to. Two guests on our show. Scott Shalady is our first guest. He will be on at 8.35. You might know him as the cow guy. And then at 9, we'll be joined by Chris Crane, president of Forefront Ventures. We talked about them on our uh, watch party last night. They're a major cannabis player in Arizona. So we're going to talk about uh, his reaction to, to what happened last night. It was a great night for cannabis from a legalization standpoint, not so much uh, this morning in the stocks. But uh, let's start with Joel here. Joel, a lot to recap as far as movement here in the overnight markets. Do your best. What exactly is going on here? Up and down and all around, I'll give you the net right now. The net is we're up 59.5 handles here at 35, 34, well, 21. This is called 3421. Uh, overnight high, 3432 and a quarter. Uh, that's a target on the upside, only 10 bucks away from that. Uh, we got as low as 33.19 when you had some election results rolling in. Anybody that shorted that hopefully covered quickly because that was a big, big rebound. Uh, crude's having a good day as well, up a buck 15 at 38.81. Gold was lower, went to support, now flat at 1910.60. 
Silver's in the red, though, by 11 cents at 24 and a quarter. And you talk about a teaser level here. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Look at this, 14,000 in Bitcoin. Holy mackerel. We stuck above it last night. Got to 14,215. Uh, but now we're just right at that 13,990, up 140 bucks on the session. Let's bring in the master of disaster, Triple D. And don't tell me that's the same shirt you had on yeah, yesterday. Yeah, same shirt. Haven't showered, haven't <laughs> shaved. Basically on a 24-hour trading bender here. Literally cannot move out of my seat. The action is incredible. The volatility is incredible, but I'm starting to stink. I might okay. actually have a shower today. How this is crazy. You can't move. Like when you're, they got action like this. Everything you got to put to the side. Help, you just got to trade. Help me with some math here, okay? And you're the arb guy, right? You're the king of arb, okay? I don't know if I'm the king of arb, but I do some arb. Okay, so I, I've, I've been following that, looking into different prediction markets and different things. How can the total sum of both candidates to win be over a hundred. How can it possibly be? Are the I'm going to declare a winner. Where do you it, got this? Where where I'm you looking got this? at? I'm look, predict uh, predict um, dot org right now has seventy seven thirty one, right? Sold so, both exactly an Sold equal dollar both. amount. We take the four points. Yes, I mean you got to figure in your commissions, right? And their percentages probably more than four points. We just yeah, got screwed. Exa yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably more than four points. So, There's your answer. I mean, anybody on these prediction sites, holy moly. I mean, they're raking it. Arms are just raking it in. Yeah, these betting are. sites are raking it you in. You know what, though? It's the betting sites raking it in because you're exactly right. I bet <laughs> the juice on this, you know, these, you know, they're, they're taking some money oh, here. And that's boy. why, and that's why you're seeing, you know, you can see it over 100 when you add the two of them up because, yeah, naturally ours would just sell that and bank coin. But if they're taking more money than that from your <laughs> commissions or whatever it is, how they're how they're doing it, they're cut whatever. Yeah. And obviously that's how price is higher. So inefficient markets because you got the middle guy making the yeah, money on you. Exactly. And the middle mean, in you. You can't. Yeah. So um, and I was talking about it with one buddy, and he was like, "Well, can you short both? You know, on the same exchange?" And I did not look into this. Okay, but. Oh, I don't want to go into this because there are ways wait, wait, to do I, well. I add some real fast. Uh, unpredicted, it was down for three and a half hours last oh. Okay. So uh, I want to jump in here, Joel. I did a little research for you. And no, you must sell your stake on one side if you decide to buy another. Oh, they don't even let you take both oh, sides. There's no arbitrage. Oh. Uh, wait a second. Wait. Okay. You, man. I, I know Read a way around. Read the fine print before I, opening an account. I, 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 let's just say there's a way a around that. There's an easy way around that. But let's talk the markets. I don't want to talk them. There's gonna, a definite way He's going to take around. a second site. Go to. I already got you figured out how you're going to do it. <laughs> like, okay, you got to use 78 over here, and I'll go over this way. But All that right. juice will get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the juice, but the juice. So, <laughs> the and we're not, house and we're not talking bad. apple juice or orange yep. juice or grape juice. It's the juice. Yep, yep. But uh, anyways, the market's up, and Dennis, you made a good conclusion. Well, the market always goes up, right? 
that's no what happens. What, Stocks only go up. up. Yeah. So Dave Portnoy Port- is being proven correct here once again. No matter what, stocks only go up. I mean, holy mackerel, what a rally here overnight. I don't even know what to say. Show the chart of the overnight action. Because okay. this is one of the most volatile S&P overnight charts you're going to see. Because we are up and down and up and down, left and right and all over the place. So let's just follow it through from the 4 o'clock close. Okay. Bring it up. All right, here we go. Get rid of Bitcoin. No one cares about Bitcoin anymore. Okay. We're going to bring it up. We're going to take a look at this right now. Is 15 minute good or do you want We want the whole overnight session. Show us the whole overnight session. Okay. The overnight session starts in the top left corner. Okay. It starts at 18, right? Here's where it starts at this line. Here, I'll, uh, I know you guys want 16. To... 16. Uh, yeah, 1600 four o'clock yesterday that's when the overnight session started no dennis what no dennis it starts at 6 p.m no no we are looking from the spy we're looking for when the spy overnight session is four o'clock close i oh. look at the s p futures from the four o'clock so at four o'clock right at right. four o'clock there we, we go. tanked 30 points in about three minutes right at the close they puked them i was like wow you know, and I talked about this last night when I came on the election show. And then we had the wicked rally around five o'clock and then we went up. So I go and I'm trading those first four hours. I'm trading stocks. So I go from buying the dip to selling the rep <laughs> to buying the dip again to then. OK, eight o'clock's closed. So time out here for a bet. You can trade S&P futures if you right, want. Here's but the eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. We, when you we puked right before the eight o'clock close. Puked blah, like tanked. <laughs> We're heavily red, heavily red. And then we just chopped around for a little bit until they got wind that Trump was winning. And when Trump started winning, they started ripping the queues and ripping the market higher. And you saw this huge rally. And if you look at the NASDAQ futures, you know, the S&P futures or something, but those NASDAQ futures were something else. So anyways, and then they puke them all, started puking them in the middle of the night because it looked like Biden was coming back. So you could see the market clearly was cheering for a Trump victory. So I have no idea now. Now they've just decided they don't care. And they're just going to buy no matter who wins because they got Biden winning in the polls now, at least in Vegas, he's winning. And it looks like, you know, he's leading now. And the market's still holding on. So the market has finally just decided, look, we don't even care about the presidential election. We're just buying stocks because stocks only go up. (laughs) And we are focused on NASDAQ, the Qs, because we know. Biden or Trump, we're always safe in tech stocks. The tech stocks have been the best place to be. And that's, you know, where we went here. So now the NASDAQ is up 3.8% overnight. The Qs are up 10 bucks. Holy cow. Apple's up 4%. Amazon trading up 4%. I mean, it's just across the board. Tesla, if you want to go look, it's up 3%. Big moves here. And I'm talking the biggest moves definitely in the tech stocks. But there's some stocks trading down too. So well, it's real quickly, crazy real quickly, this little dipsy doodle, the thirty-three nineteen, I believe. Now I don't know for sure. This is when it looked like um, Biden was going to win Florida, and then they flipped it. That was right here. So I think I don't have my timeline totally perfect. I kind of tuned out after I I, I talked to you, uh, but. You know, it, uh, it's a lot of action and we're looking strong right now and we'll just have to see. But let's uh, let's talk sectors and let's talk trades and let's talk stocks. That's what it, people that's what crazy. people don't want to hear our politics. All right. So here this is, you know, showing you the rotation that we're seeing. They are ripping tech 
And they're ripping a hole in some other stocks here, too. So you naturally would think, like we said yesterday, if Biden's going to win, you think it's going to be good for solar. You think it's going to be good for pot stocks. Ah, 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 not so fast. Crowded trades 101, which we warned you about yesterday. Solar, actually, if you look at the TAN, is trading in the red. So here is a 5% difference between TAN and the QQQ. Tech ripping higher, leaving TAN in the dust. So the people who are along those solar stocks are getting tanned. They're getting burnt here this morning. Should have put on more sunscreen because we warned you on pre-market prep that these trades could be crowded. So even if Biden wins here, it looks like solar isn't coming back, at least not for today. And then you look at the pot stocks, and those were the two that we were saying. You'd naturally think on all the pot stocks are trading down as well. The MJ's trading down, CGC's trading down. We do have, and obviously there was some voting that you know had something to do with this as well. The grow generation, I believe, was trading in the slight green. Here it is, slightly green. But obviously, you know, crowded trades 101. What is the long-term trend in pot? What now, is the, the long-term what, what is my thesis in pot, which, you know, maybe I shouldn't go into again because the chat, chat was hating yeah. on me when I told them to sell Afria there two days ago. And it's still around the same price. I said at five bucks, I'd sell it. I think it's a lot lower six months from now. I still think that. I'm actually short Afria, full disclosure. But um, I, I just to, to figure this out, like to sit down, have your homework done, have it all on your sheet, and then go buy your playbook. Take your sheet, throw it in the garbage because <laughs> none of it, you know, really can logically, you know, figure it out. Nobody's figuring this out. Nobody had the Nasdaq rally percent on this. Dennis, I think you said it last night. Even like if I told you who was going to win yesterday, at, like. 6 p.m. I'm not even sure how to use that information to trade. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For real. It's it's hard to just sit there. So you just got to go with the flow. And you know what am I doing this morning? I'm trying to buy tech stocks. When I need tech stock on the cheap and I'm trying to sell um, the reopening stocks to a certain extent. IWM's in the red. IWM is trading down a half percent. There's an indicator for your reopening stocks, which, you know, if you thought Biden, and, and maybe this may, does make sense because if you're thinking Biden's getting in, well, those reopening stocks, you know, are going to take a hit here because we know Trump is going to open up everything anyways. And that's not the case. So you are seeing IWM and you can go break down the components, a lot of small caps in there, a lot of small business, which obviously is, you know, predicated more on reopening. Those stocks are trained down here this morning. And then you got the big, you know, like look at Caterpillar. Caterpillar getting smacked this morning, down three bucks, left in the dust. So obviously Honeywell's trained down $3. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is in the green, but that's just because it's got some tech stocks really helping it. But the banks were uh, trading in the red because TLT is ripping higher. Last night, they killed TLT. I bought it, actually. And then I was like, oh, this is going to be ugly. But I took some home. And then they gapped it up three bucks. So I'm like, buy the dip works again. Just blind <laughs> squirrel buying a buy the dip nut makes money on the TLT. I had no idea what rates were doing, but I was like, TLT down two bucks. Like it'll just chop around, maybe to bounce us back to even. And I come in this morning, it's up $3. So I don't, I don't only make the $2 that I bought the dip on because I bought the 155 handle. I make another three. So that's just showing you, like, it's you, how are the markets? Are the markets well, I mean, there's one thing that we talked about, and uh, Spencer, you were on a lot um, during the uh, 340 to uh, 4 p.m., uh, you know, during March and April, you know. To me, it looks like an orderly market. I mean, I'm sure there's some uh, some spreads that you could drive a truck through, uh, but I mean, 
what I mean, what do you see in Dennis? I mean, and you're out there, you're doing it. It looks like an orderly market to it's me. It's a I buy mean, the tech market and it sells certain stocks. What, so we, what are they looking, selling? There is a lot of stuff in the red. The banks are getting smacked. And that's an obvious one. Financials, they do not like here right now. We've talked about the pot. They're hitting those. Hitting Caterpillar, Deer. So some of your big industrials, they're hitting those as well. Um, some of the cyclicals. Um, the McDonald's is trading run. in the red. Walmart's trading in the red. So they're hitting some staples a bit. But then they're turning around and they're buying the hell out of Lockheed Martin. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's like figuring stuff out here. And Twitter is up another 3% here this morning, too. I might sell my Twitter today, by the way. Um, okay. This has been a good rally here. Um, I was hoping to get back up to 45. I don't know if it's going to get that high, but I might actually just get out of it because I think this is the rally to sell into because I think the story's still hurting here. Um, I don't know. It, it's a really tricky market, but tech, there's no doubt where the money has flowed today is 110% tech. And, uh, you, you know, let's say rah-rah for, uh, for Raz because he's sitting on his Tesla and that looked weak on Thursday and Friday. Oh, had a great day and, Yeah, yeah that, that's coming back. How's your Neo doing? I'm still on it. It's making still, new all-time oh, highs again man. today. Look at that thing. Holy mackerel. I don't, I'm almost doubled my money now. I bought this at 18 dollars and change about a month and a half ago i've basically i should sell half because i'm now playing i'd be playing with the house's money because at 38 dollars i've doubled my money so which is crazy to think i've more than doubled my money actually so i probably should sell half and then i'm playing completely with the house's money and i can just let it ride fxi is up too China's uh, up yep Yep. You know why? Well, in, in, and I think if China, if, if Trump would have been, you know, I think that could have changed if Trump actually would have uh, won or been leading here right now when we're talking yeah, and had say, back to Biden. Yeah, d- just don't get too convicting on one side or the other because we still really, I want to stress. We don't know. We really don't know. We okay. don't know. This could still go either way. Right. So I, I wouldn't speak with too much conviction on, on Biden winning or Trump winning because we, yeah. we still have Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, the first three are probably going to matter more. And Nevada has only um, six electoral votes. So, um, but so, yeah, so keep on going. But I just want to stress, we really uh, I, I think there's a good chance that we know by end of day today. Uh, we Michigan came out and said we're going to know uh, this morning. Wisconsin uh, is, is still counting through the night. Pennsylvania did not count through the night. So it's going to take longer, I think, in Pennsylvania uh, to, to know who won that. But Trump is in the, in the lead there. Um, I, I, from everything I'm seeing, the, the polls are just lagging hard. So the polls sucked. Yeah, we really, really don't know. Did, did they not like, and they were talking about this on CNBC, so we're still their content for months. But I mean, <laughs> the real losers here are the polls, are they not? Because no, well, well, how can you? I mean, no, I mean, the, they, they had they had Biden blowing it all away. I right. mean, they had Biden winning, you know, certain states like way ahead, in, you know, in Florida and states that Trump eased, and Trump took a few of these easily. So it was so much closer than the polls predicted. They had they had Biden just you know walk, cakewalking through this. Well, I, I should say when I said polls, I meant like the actual election polls, not like the the pre-election polls. So the pre-election polls yeah, is what yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm arguing with. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went on a tangent on you, I guess, here then. Yeah. But I mean, everybody had this kind of wrong, you know, and it got scary if you were looking at it from the other way. Obviously, you know, when Trump, you know, at you know two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning, they had Biden as only like a 27 percent chance. And then, you know, obviously, you know, Michigan started to turn and a couple of these states turned and it turned that way. But when you sit back and you just look and you analyze here, I mean, what good were any of these polls? It was the same thing in 2016 when they said Hillary was going to easily win and then Trump won. 
I mean, it almost happened again. It looks like Biden might hold on, but it's so much tighter than anybody predicted in these polls. No, we don't know. So uh, just to give you some updated numbers here for whatever it's worth, and these are I'm sure they're out of date or, or about or changing here in real time. But uh, Michigan, which has 16 votes up for grabs, electoral votes. Uh, Trump is up in Michigan by it looks like 13,000 votes. In Wisconsin, Biden is up by 29,000 votes. So it is it is tight, tight, tight uh, in Michigan and Wisconsin. Like I said, Pennsylvania looks like Trump has the lead there. There's 20 electoral votes up for grabs there. But again, Really too soon to tell. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. Because I thought if we didn't know today, this morning, I thought the markets would be down. Yeah, the uncertainty. We said that. Right. Doesn't matter. They found a reason to buy them. And they, the reason was, hey, we're going to be safe in tech stocks. We know we're going to be safe in tech stocks. Let's just buy the hell out of tech stocks. That's <laughs> what the market thought. That's what the market is doing. That's what the market continues to do here this morning. I mean, this is one of the most wicked rallies I've seen in the NASDAQ in a long time. This well, is like back to March rallies when you're up three and a half percent one day. And also um, all the losses from two days ago, they're getting back, you know, two thirds of the, it took like a month for this NASDAQ to go from 290 down to 266. And now we're 284. I mean, or I guess we were 297. So, you know, again, two thirds of the losses back here in like two days with yesterday's rally and then tap, tack on another three and a half percent. Impressive. Yeah, very. Uh, and also, Jerome Powell's not going anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. It, Jerome, Jerome Powell's the real Free one. money's still going to be there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, QE forever. Make it I mean, rain. Yep, yep. Jerome, I mean, he he's probably not even one. I mean, if, if Jay let's Powell. See where to, He's the man. JP is going to keep greasing those pumps and keeping the money flowing no matter what happens. QE forever. QE forever. We're never going to let the stock market go down. Ever. Ever. That's what they're going to do. The stock's down a little bit. Oh, we'll pull some other trick out, rabbit out of the hat here and keep the markets inflated because that's what we do. We need to have the markets high because that makes us all feel better about ourselves. And then I just want to add in Nevada, I'm just seeing that we've got um, Biden leading by 8,000 votes in Nevada, and the next update is at 9 a.m. So, in 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's going to be, so, so is, there, be, is there a likelihood that we don't find out today, or do you think we're going to find out today who the president I, is? What, I, so, there, there's two questions, right? There, there's, there's uh, are the polls going to indicate a winner and is there going to be a lawsuit, right? So uh, there, there will probably be a lawsuit one way or the other, uh, in which case that could that could drag this out who knows how long. But I think like the electoral, if you just look at the electoral college map and base, that, base it on just that, I think there's a pretty good chance that by the end of today, we have, we have a clear winner just from the electoral college map, not with not thinking about any lawsuits, Supreme Court, forgetting all that for a second and just looking at what the map says. Uh, I think the map will tell us with reasonable certainty by the end of today who who has the votes. Yeah, they, they, those sites that did the, uh, um, you know, when will it be decided? Now, those are doing okay. I did check the markets on those, you know, like, well, when will it be decided? You know, the, yeah. you know, the day. I mean, there's one site that I heard that was getting a lot. It said December 1. Now, yeah. now that, whew, I don't know. I, I, I'd be I sure. That's pretty far out. I think yeah, we need to yeah, decide. Yeah, I would hope we're so. decided before December 1st. So what do you do? 
So let's just say we don't know who the president is this morning, obviously, but to see this wicked, wicked, wicked rally in all your stocks. What do you do? You just holding on? You're going to make new all-time highs here again? I mean, it's a wicked rally. I mean, I'd probably stay in Pat in the long-term portfolio, but yeah, I got to think if you're trading, you're bucking all your gains. If you're in swing trades, like, and you were long going in, I think it's a gift overnight. I think you got to buck it, especially when we saw how much whipsaw overnight action there was. I mean, we were bouncing around, you know, 70, 80 points multiple times. Rally 70 points, fall 70 points, rally 70 points, fall 70 points. And now we've rallied it all back again. I mean, I think you just keep playing the chop, right? Well, if, if I mean, we'll, I'll stick with this mantra. If, if you had swing trades on and you had the, your blinkers on and you had a 34-21 target in the S&Ps, then to either A, take it or bring out your stop up to an area that you're comfortable with. I mean, it, you know, but if it's your, you know, don't change your game plan today of right now of what you're doing. I mean, did you, did you hedge last night? Were you a good boy? Did you hedge? I'm hedged. I, yeah. Well, I think I'm hedged, but I have so many different positions on. I have some stocks <laughs> that I'm getting killed on. And then I have other stocks that I'm way the hell up in. I mean, I was long Qualcomm because Qualcomm reports tonight. We know how I like to be long those stocks ahead. And I just sold it up four bucks. Was, so, that, was that phone ringing? Was that Bob or Rob? Just call him to check in on you and see what's going <laughs> I'm okay. I think Bob I'm okay. Bright. I don't when know, you, actually. When you get a call from so Bob wide. Bright, when you're trading your Bright trading and you get a call from Bob Bright, then you're in trouble. You're oh, yeah, trouble. you're in trouble. <laughs> what are you doing, Dennis? <laughs> Anyways, where How are you feeling about <laughs> these massive losses that you're right now? Don't uh, jump out the window. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and real fast, just going back to the pot thing for a second. I mean, it, it was it was all in all a pretty great night for pot from a from a voting standpoint. Uh, legalization uh, for recreation got approved in, in Arizona, uh, in in Montana, uh, in, in New Jersey, uh, in in Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi was medical. I, I mean, it, it, South Dakota uh, got approved. It was it was a really great night, pretty much across the board for cannabis there, uh, and. Yet they're kind of pulling the rug out this morning, um, so it, they, it's just crowded. Interesting. Again, it was a crowded there. trade. And then, I mean, it's a Canadian one's getting hit harder here, so maybe there's something there. But when you really look at it here, you're like, "This is a crowded trade." We warned about the crowd trade yesterday. I mean, it was an obvious crowded trade. But then, if you go to other, you know, ballot questions and look at like like sports betting, for example, when you look at DraftKings and you look at Penn, well, they also had a great night. Right, uh, sports betting got legalized in Maryland, uh, in South Dakota, and they are are actually trading up. And Louisiana, yeah, and they're all trading up. All right, the DraftKings. Then... I'm going to sell it today. That's a big pop. It's two day big pop. It's almost back. Like I'm going to take a small loss on this, but we know I bought it at 41. I mean, you get out here around 40. I I think I think it's time to get out. I think the trend is still not your friend here. It's completely broken. It's I was hoping for a bounce. I thought I was going to get the bounce off 40, which I was too early. It got the bounce off 35, which is what we talked about the second level. So I should have waited on my buy. So I screwed it up. But you're coming back to the 40 where it probably runs in resistance here again. I think on this pop today, if you were lucky enough to buy DraftKings last couple of days, I think you're in the register. And I think if you're looking to cut your loss, I think now is the time. So I missed it the first time because I could sidetrack with trading. I don't intend to miss it today. I actually wrote it down on my sheet last night, and now it gives me even more of a lift. I think I'm going to sell the DraftKings today. 
And then uh, the third situation there is Uber and Lyft. You got great news. They are a pa- Prop 22 passed, so they're exempt from classifying drivers as employees. Good for Uber and Lyft. You look at those stocks, they got a huge pop on the open. Oh, this now- is a gift, too. Yeah, Big I time. Think, well, they were off the highs, but now they're kind of back in. Oh, this is just so. a huge gift. Lyft has been a dog of dogs. It was, you know, five days ago making new lows, 2134, and all of a sudden, boom, it's up 50% in five days. You are long left. If I was long left, we can't tell you what to do because we don't get investment advice. But if I was long left, I would hit the 3058 bid right now. I would be out and gone. And maybe it goes to 31, maybe it goes to 32. But I don't think this is the turning point for left. The virus isn't going away. We've already, you know, discussed, you know, with Nick yesterday that Uber is the better play. Um, but on, so maybe on Uber, maybe you're you know, so inclined to hold. It's obviously both are, are having a nice lift today, pun intended. Um, but I would sell the lift. Yeah. Just a kind of a fuck the gains wild action here. In- this market, Spencer, it's yeah. the type of market that if you don't book the gains, they take them away from you. Yeah. This is not the market that you're investing in and oh, everything's going well. This has been the market to take the gains when you have the gains because if you don't take them then they go away it's just been a choppy 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 market and i mean really let's put it in perspective yes we've had a wicked run in march but if you go out and look at the s&ps for the last basically three four years there's been a lot of chop since 2018 a lot of chop so but anyways we're ripping higher here this morning i will be booking some gains and some stocks here today um and selling into this rip because I don't think we're just going and making new all-time highs here. Maybe we are. Maybe you just should be chasing this. But I've been punished chasing stocks many times. I'm not chasing when we are up 2% on the S&P and almost 4% on the NASDAQ. Over 4% now. Over 4%. I mean, I was going to say, the, wow. the, other side, Crazy the, other side of that coin, the other side of that coin, though, is if the market just decides, uh, we never really cared to begin with, let's be honest, and stocks go up. So, so that's always the possibility, like you said, Dennis. But it doesn't always pay to chase. So I, I, I don't know. I, it, I, it, it rarely play, pays to chase. Yeah. There is, when we were back in March and the market fell 35% in a month and then we started coming back, it paid to chase then. March, April, it paid to chase. But from my experience, trading 21 years professionally, this is my only job. This is how I've made all of my money. This is 100% of my net worth has come from day trading. So don't, you know, this is a point in case that, you know, don't say you can't do it. I, you know, I did it. I mean, this is how the only way I've made money. I have learned, I learned very early in the bright office, Joel, you can attest to this back in like 1999, that when you chase, you typically lose. So I've always been a contrarian fading moves. And overall, you get big rips, you're selling them, you get big dips, you're buying them. You seem to make money that way. So that's how I've made my money over the years. I'm going to continue to do the same thing. Today is a rip. It's a rip of all rips. So you're sitting on tech stocks that you kind of you know didn't know if you wanted, and all of a sudden they're up 4 or 5%. I'm not sitting back thinking they're going another 4 or 5%. I'm saying, thank you for the gain. And if we dip tomorrow, maybe, or the next day, maybe I'll revisit these stocks. But I booked the gains. Uh, good question here from uh, Rohan uh, in the chat. And uh, so let's say you're like thinking longer term here and, and you want to hedge like as, a, as an investor. How would you hedge yourself longer term if, if, if you, you, for whatever reason, you think the market's not going to like 
uh, Biden win and, and you think Biden's in or whatever, how, whatever reason you want to hedge for, you decide you, you want to put on some longer term hedges. How would you go about doing that? I short spy. So, so I mean, so, that's so, how I do it. Yeah. You personally would short spy. You, yeah. could also, you could also just buy puts on spy. You could like the one, the, the one downside of buying puts is you're getting juiced. You know yeah. that, and Joel knows, you know, like you, you, when you're buying option premiums, you're paying for the insurance. So if you're really nervous about the market or you want to book in and you don't want to like, let's just say, you know, the market's ripping by, I'm sitting on all these huge gains in Apple and I don't want to take the gains. I'm sitting on huge gains in Amazon. I'm sitting on huge gains in whatever the hell else tech stock you own, Tesla. You think the market's going to turn around and start to dump, you short some cues against it. You know, you look at the sector that your stock is in and that's how I hedge myself. But this isn't for the long-term investor. The long-term investor, you know, I'm, I'm my long-term portfolio, I never go short. So I'm just long and long. So, but as a trader, if you're, a, you know, a trader and you're in, I'm always hedging because I'm not in this for the market risk. I'm in this for market inefficiencies. You know, when something's trading up too much, I'm going to sell it. When something's not trading up enough, I'm going to buy it in my own opinion. I'm looking at those inefficiencies and you can do this at home. People, you know, say you can't do this unless you know you've got, but you can do this type of stuff. I mean, and it's, it's how you time your gains too, but look for the patterns, look for obviously the relationships and how those work. But the best way to just hedge, I just use a spy. Yeah. And then people will say, oh, I buy, you know, TQQQ or something like that. Because oh, maybe in your right. account, you know, maybe in your account, you don't have a margin. I say, you know, why not just margin your account and, you know, get marginable capabilities and actually do a short. It's not that big a deal. Uh, 8.33 here. We're going to have uh, the cow guy on with us in a couple of minutes. I Love have- the cow guy. He's going to be a lot better dressed than I am. I will tell you that right now. I will put money on that. The cow guy is going to be a lot better dressed than me. I, we need to add a new indicator. because So we have the Dennis hair indicator, but now we need to have the, the Dennis same shirt indicator because I did not expect yeah. – I had many I thoughts about how today would play out. I did not think Dennis would be in the same exact shirt that if you watched our, our, our watch party last night, Dennis was wearing that same green shirt. And I've he, been wearing the same green shirt for two days. Well, you uh, guys did a great job. It's I not that smelly yet. I, I'm I not just, sweating much, I guess. Yeah, yeah. you guys. I couldn't wear my uh, my long sleeve shirt. I had it on earlier, but I'm like, oh, man, I'm just – I was – no, I have too much. But uh, I just want to point out an interesting area here in the S&Ps. Uh, just coming up here because we're rallying and we're rallying hard. Who knows what's going to be happening? Oh, we rallying. Yeah, but um, and you guys know what I like to look at, and I like to look at highs and lows, you know, in the same area. And you got a really interesting area just above here, and I'll give you the dates. And it's really one, two, three, four, five sessions in a row, and I'm just going to spitball it in between. I'm not instead of reading all the numbers. But this 34.55 area, all these highs right here, that's it. If we get up there, that'll be interesting. To, I mean, if we can, if we can blow through there, 3,500, we're going to see that. Now, I don't know whether or not we can blow through there, but that's what I'm looking at on the upside. Boy, on the downside, whew, boy, not much to look at. Uh, I have to do a little homework. I can't, I can't really give you any downside yet. I got to go to my other charts for that. So, um, Anyways, go ahead, Spencer. Yeah. We, you want to bring the cow guy on? You want to yeah, do? Some- I, I, I want to bring him on. What is? Oh. We're just ripping here, ripping. I know. I know. 
I know they did because I mentioned that thirty-four fifty-five area, and they want to take it right there. Boom. <laughs> we'll draw. We'll draw the line right here. See if we get up to it before the end of the show. This area right here. I didn't have my charts up before. Thirty-four seventy-one's the top of it, but like all oh, these highs right in between here. Uh, move it up a little bit and. There, yeah, 34.55. That's where I got it. That's, a, that's an interesting area here. Also, when we broke down in September, we had a high just above that. It's so important area. But uh, let's go to the cow guy. Yeah, Scott Shalady, a.k.a. the cow guy, joining us now on Pre-Market Prep. Scott, good morning. Help us make sense of this. What really – what's going on here? Yeah, you know, I was listening to Dennis, and I, I've been in the business over 32 years myself, and chasing, chasing the market or chasing winter – chasing the market period hasn't really ever paid off for me either. So I look at it like this, and I think maybe the average investor should as well. You know, if you've got some good gains uh, and you're thinking about either getting out or staying it, I, if I get out now with, say, the NASDAQ up at 3.5%, well, am I going to be more upset about missing out on another 2% today because it might rip higher, or am I going to be more upset about not booking these gains and having this thing fall apart because we had some news suddenly happen and the market just kind of tanked. And I think that I've always looked at it that way. So I'd rather give up a little bit of outs, you know, upside just so I can book something because I'd be more upset with myself. You know, we call it the corner office trade, right? Some guys stay in way too long thinking this is the trade that's going to get them the corner office and they end up, uh, you know, in the mail room. And I think that that's exactly what Dennis is talking about. I don't like chasing. If you've got some gains and you think that uh, there could be something around the corner that could be either good or bad, I would assume it's going to be bad. And I'd book them. I completely agree with that. I think that's just what she, I think this is the type of market that it's just been a booking the gains market because it's the type of market that if you don't book them, there's been so much chop that the gains are gone in three days. I mean, look at what we've done just in the S&Ps overnight. I mean, we've been up, we were up 50, then we were down, then we were up, and then we were down. Now we're up huge. I mean, the pattern is <laughs> we might pull back here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I, I was up, I did a TV show uh, for Australia this morning at 2 a.m. Whoa. Chicago time. And uh, it didn't look, the markets were horrible at that time, you know, and then three hours later when I get up, everything's, everything's changed. And that's a great example about what actually can happen. It doesn't have to be low to high. It could be high to low too. So, you know, and and now we've got so much to digest, you know, this market hasn't seen a 10th of what it's going to see here over the next two or three days. And that's another reason why, Hey, you can get back in again. You might, it might be a little bit of opportunity lost or cost, but, you know, that corner office trade usually ends up melting and you're back down in the mailroom. Scott, what was your reaction uh, to just how the market w- was was reacting in real time last night to the polls? And it can be just a, the S&Ps. It can be gold. I, you know, I'm sure you're watching all the markets we were, we were watching. What was your reaction to how they were reacting as we first started to get results? There was some crazy vol. Yeah, I think it was, I would say schizophrenic. Um it was hard to get a read if you ask me yeah. and, and and to see uh, the disconnect between um, the polls and what was actually happening, blue wave, no blue wave. I, I thought the market was just, uh, you know, it was not a market to be in actually. And I think one of you said that earlier while I was waiting to come on too. you would, you don't want to be in something like that unless you've got, you know, a, a suicide wish. So um, now that things are, you know, settling down and you can start to get a read, you know, because we, we as traders, we need to build a story, right? You need to be able to put these things in, in line so that you can see where this story is taking you. And it helps you make a map about how you're going to you know, get out of your losers or, or, or get out of your winners. And when you've got things going up and down like that, 
you, you can't build a story. You, it's it's just like uh, going to Vegas, and it really is ultimately 100% gambling. And that's not anything, you know, you get a better chance at Vegas when it's like that. So uh, I think that uh, now that we've got a chance here that we can settle down and start digesting, then we'll be able to see where we're going to be going. And I, 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 I know when the, the Republicans came out with the Senate, that gave some people some comfort, and that's why most of the things flipped. If you ask me, I don't think it's because Biden may, may be president and the money is going to keep flowing. And I, I read a lot of research, and I'm old enough now that I could call all the guys on Wall Street youngsters. Um, okay. the, 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 the four things that they were going into the election saying that they thought were the most important were, number one, the efficacy of a vaccine. I don't think it's going to be uh, a panacea, but it's going to be good. I agree with that. It would be good, but not be all end all. Number two is that the direction of the economy uh, at, the, at the election, and it's been pretty good. However, it's been slowing. And then number three, lastly, the, the Fed, and the Fed will get more information this week. And then, then they were worried about who might be the president. It was the fourth thing that they worried about. They didn't think it was that important. Well, I, 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 think, it, I think it is. I mean, my age tells me that you can't have a $4.4 trillion spending plan. Now, we, both presidents may spend a lot of money, or taxing plan, sorry. Both presidents may spend a lot of money next year, and 2021 could be great for the markets. But my argument is one will be better than the other. And Wall Street said they didn't care, and I think that that's wrong. You can't have a $4.4 trillion tax plan and have that be equal to the guy that doesn't. And so you put those tax plans up there, and I think that that would be a headwind. Another headwind next year is going to be, we haven't really taken into consideration all these restaurants and small businesses that have gone belly up, and they're not, not, they're not coming back. And so my problem with the whole scenario is this. I'm, not, I'm against you know, more checks and more stimulus. There's only one stimulus, if you ask me. Just throw the economy open. That's cheaper for everybody. If you don't want to get sick, don't go outside. But we can't continue. Shutting down the economy is not an option, and it's killing a businesses. I mean, it, I'm sure you guys know a lot of people that aren't coming back. There's mom-and-pop restaurants. We are turning Main Street USA into you know big-box stores and chain restaurants. It's Bed Bath & a Burger, right? We're not going to have any mom-and-pop shops left. So I think that the, the, the biggest stimulus is to get this economy going, and then we can see these markets rock. I really, I really would think that's the case. And, and but we're going to have to now wait and see, which goes to my point. Wait and see means if you got some gains, let's not shoot for the corner office today. Let's just let's book them and see what happens. We're on the line with Scott Shalady, uh, a.k.a. the cow guy joining us here on uh, Benzinga's pre-market prep. Uh, Scott, you know, I want to I want to take things away here from like the U.S. market and just look at like the global market. And we saw this statistic a week or so ago that. Over 50% of the total stock market capitalization is in the U.S. markets, and we represent a much smaller part of the overall world population. It's been a losing trade, being in the emerging markets, being in China, these being in Brazil. Is there a time? Like, do we have to go straight up? Do we have to go to 3,700? Do we have to go to 3,000? Could there just be an extended period here of you know, gains, but maybe not as big as gains as you can get in other markets. And I, I just want to get your, your your take on emerging markets. And maybe if it's time to, you know, keep your money here in the U.S., but, you know, put a few shekels on some other markets. Well, you know, I, my, I'm a keep it simple, stupid guy, right? Yeah. A lot of times when you have a problem, you know, we've all done this, right? We've made a mistake. We have an out trade. We've bought something we didn't want to buy or sold something we didn't want to sell. And then instead of actually just getting out of the problem, 
we hedge it with something else and think that's going to be, be okay. And all we've done there is just give ourselves two problems, right? So True. I, I, I kind of stay more U.S. centric. I like okay. to watch what those things are doing, but I don't like to add more headaches than what I already have. Um, and I and I do think that a sideways to slow grind higher will be very healthy for our markets. I would agree with you uh, on that because again, I still see a aircraft carrier of negative news coming our way. There's no way we're going to repeat that GDP number for the fourth quarter. A lot of that was front loaded with inventories. We're going to still see a lot of folks. You know, we're we're, we're getting better at a slower rate. So I would still stay at home, play these markets. Um, yes, we've got a lot of money on the sidelines, but. Is that going to be invested? Who knows? We've got a lot to digest here over the next two or three months. We still don't obviously know who the president's going to be. I I love the U.S. markets because I think it's probably the most fair and true representation of value in the world, obviously. And I don't like getting too spread out because sometimes I just, you know, I got too okay. much problems. What about oil? What about oil here? Uh, it's, you know, crude's been in a major trading range, broke down, came right back. I mean, is this, you know, is this still an avoid for you? I mean, being out of, uh, you know, Exxon Mobil. I mean, I haven't even looked at that chart lately. The former number one component in the S and P five hundred index here. Uh, what what you take on oil, and you know, stick with tech, or are you looking at perhaps something in the oil patch? Well, my phone's lit up this morning. You know, about what do I do with my tech? Look at what's going on with the Nasdaq, and I can echo Dennis's sentiment. That's what I said. Everybody should do. When it comes to oil, I'm, you know what? I like oil. Um, I'm not quite sure that it's going to scream higher, but I, I definitely don't think we're going to you know, unhook ourselves from it or get rid of it, as they say. Um, I think that we're going to ultimately find a better, cleaner way to burn it, and that might put some pressure on that electric, those electric cars. But I still think that oil is going to be here to stay, um, and that's what's given all of us Americans 10 to 20 bucks a week in our pocket when we fill up with gas. That's the number one way to get money into Americans' pockets the fastest. And I think that that's what I, I think will continue down that route. But it's it's out of fashion. Um, it's gotten beaten up as of late because of the demand scenario with lockdowns and because of what may or may not happen under a new administration. Uh, but I think that that could ultimately end up being um, uh, an opportunity. But I don't think it's going to scream higher either. That could be like a safe and steady. Uh, we haven't even talked about the fact that you know what if we what if we do get uh, a Biden presidency and uh, a Republican majority in the Senate and and what that would mean for for gridlock and and, and nothing but uh, that's something again TBD because we we don't know the White House and we don't even know if mostly Senate races at this point so a lot to be determined uh, a lot to digest uh, Scott Shalady helping us make sense of it here we appreciate your time Scott uh, you said you've been up since. God knows how long. So I guess try to have <laughs> some sleep, although no one is sleeping, I think. But right, uh, no kidding. Sleep's no kidding. overrated. Sleep's overrated. All right. Have a good you one. Scott. You can sleep when you die. That's what the Japanese tell me. Yeah. That's what they tell me. Exactly yeah. right. All right. I'm not sure if it's true though. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Scott. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Oh man. Okay. I, I it's eight forty eight or six and I'm exhausted. I'm already I'm exhausted. exhausted and I, I You're have, exhausted. I haven't yeah. changed my shirt in two days. I know. Oh, man. Uh, do, do we have any earnings? <laughs> Is there earnings? <laughs> uh, Wendy's? Scott's Miracle Wendy's? Girl reported. Uh, Wendy's reported. Uh, I've got Barrett Gold, too. Oh, uh, did, they, did they report this morning? Yeah, and that Mercado Libra. I already say the name wrong. M-E-L-I. They had earnings, too. All right. We uh, do have some earnings. We can yeah. go through them quickly. Well, what do you want? Well, I mean, it's, okay. a, it's a chat show. If they, you know, 
we can go to. What's Wendy's? What did Wendy's do? Let's go. Let, I, I predict. Let's go I, I don't even have to. It, this stock's got to be up. That's no, it's down. It's because it's, it's yeah. This is this is uh, re, this is reopening to a certain. I mean, point. overall, I mean, I've been talking about the drive-through um, window indicator, yeah. and that has just been extremely strong. So yes, it's down today. But people don't. People go through McDonald's drive-through. I don't know. They go through. I guess they go through Wendy's drive-through too. No, but no. I think Wendy's is like a nice like. Oh, I'll go there, eat my salad. It's like it's more, you know, it's it's got the drive-through, but I think a lot of people like to sit and eat in the Wendy's. So we're not really? doing that. So I, I think so. Wendy's, interestingly enough, their earnings per share they beat 19 cents for 17 cents. Their sales they missed five uh, 452 versus 453 million dollars, but they're raising their dividend, their quarterly dividend by two cents, five cents, seven cents a share. All right, that's not nothing. Maybe. I mean, the stock's had a nice run. I mean, it's clearly in an uptrend. It hit 25, came back down. Let's see what happens. This is a big, big level right It's pretty here. big. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Maybe yeah. you're buying the dip on this, but I don't know. This is the kind of market. <laughs> this is a <laughs> wild market. Like, look at Caterpillar. Caterpillar's down six bucks on a day the S&P's up six bucks. Oh, man. Honeywell's down five. The rotation here is nothing short of wicked. This is some of the most wicked rotation I have ever seen in a day. You know, when you got the deers and the caterpillars just getting slaughtered, Disney House of Mouse is trading in the red. And then you got Bristol Myers and you got the pharmaceutical stocks, which we haven't even mentioned yet. They are ripping higher. I mean, Merck is trading up 3% right now. Huge move for Merck. We got Pfizer trading up. We got Eli Lilly trading up. We got UNH trading up 21 bucks. Like, obviously, there's some plays going on here <laughs> to do with the election, even though they don't know who is in. I guess maybe the Republican Senate, maybe this is dictating some of these moves. But UNH is up 22 points right now. They didn't have any news, I don't think, Spencer. This is just oh. off of, must oh, be the Republican look Senate. The, look at the margin. I mean, and that's, you just got a relentless buyer in there. But you know what? This is a kind of stock that you could bully a little bit more, right? It's a, uh, it's are a, they, th- are they bullying today, man? Yeah. <laughs> the bully yeah. shoes are on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Someone's just like, Oh, Hey, hey you want a short, you know, you know what also people do in markets like this, like they're bidding it up here. So, you know, you hang at three thirty a little bit and then you get hit with five or 10,000 shares or whatever. Then you go three thirty two bid. They're like, what? I just sold it at 30. Now you're 32 bid. Then they hit you at 32. You go, you go 34 bid and they hit you at 34 and then, you know, you're stuck. So I don't know. I'll just look at the old time high Those in this market one. making days coming out there. <laughs> uh, full disclosure. I have no position. It's 10 bucks over. It's all time high. 335 65 was the old time high on October 3rd. Someone's going to come and say, I got 200,000 to sell sold to you. But right now, man, that they're just walking that thing up. And what about you mentioned Merck? How much can Merck be up? Merck, oh, it's up a two. big move for Merck too. Yeah, this is a stock that moves fifty cents on a lot of days. It's up two dollars twenty eight cents. I'm long Merck. If I had this on for a trade, I'd sell it. I've had Merck since birth, I think. So I'm gonna stick. With it, but... <laughs> I think it's been around that long. Well, a long time. I'm not that old. <laughs> uh, let's see, a little over eighty bucks here. Uh, I see a daily high. If you want to look for a potential target, 8023 and 8062, those are a couple highs. Just call it 8040. 
Uh, if you're looking for another target here in America, what was the other ones you were talking about? Just I mean, all, I'm just looking all at them. all the Joel, you're uh, looking at all Abby, the pharmaceuticals are really Abby, strong. They're here. all up. They're all okay. up here. Yeah. What are you looking at? Avi. Yeah, they're all up. I mean, every Avi is up four four and a half percent here too. It's a huge moves. Abbott Labs um, trading up one point six percent. There's just huge moves here in both directions for certain stocks. I mean, tech we know is all ripping. If it's tech, it's hot. But the banks are getting hit really hard here now. I mean, JP Morgan's down a buck and a half. On a day like you think, oh, it's down a buck and a half. That's not bad. But it's a day that SP's up six. Well, so had a nice one. Look at if that you're luck. hedged up and you're hedged wrong today, you are getting hammered. Well, look There's at what it did, though. Moves. Look what it did, Dennis. Though it went from 96 to 104. JP Morgan. In one, two, three, four days. Yeah, giving her back. Yep. People yep. were anticipating. I don't know what they were thinking with the banks, but they wanted to buy banks here for the last few days. The TLT move is is big, and this is obviously counter. You know, we know the banks move counter to the TLT, and you're seeing the TLT just absolutely ripping higher here this morning. So up three dollars and eighty one cents here now. Naturally, you'd think the REITs and you know um, utilities would be strong, but they're not strong. I guess because they're more geared to the reopening trade, and the reopening trade is definitely not on right now. This is the, I don't know if it's a stay-at-home trade or not, but it's definitely the tech trade that's on. So they're selling everything. You know, they're selling a lot of different sectors, still buying tech heavy. So All right. Uh, we think- still haven't made a new high yet. We're hanging out here at uh, 34.2250. That 34, 32 and a quarter standing strong here oh, about 38 minutes before the open. Do you think then that, like, if, let's say, at 9.45 or 10, like, if all these trades from the morning, if they reverse, will they reverse together or will it? Just yeah, be a, they, will? they will. Okay. I, I would think that they do. So I would think you'll see if tech starts to sell off, you'll see Caterpillar catch a bit. And that's what you're going to see here today. The rotation is on and that rotation, it's a great point you're making because that rotation can reverse. So we'll see what happens. And as we get more information coming out on who the president's going to be, like, I, I, I do think, you know, I think it was Scott that made the point. I do think it's the Republican Senate that's dictating some of these moves because we're pretty sure that the Senate's Republic, like that's, that's well, a done deal. It's looking like uh, the Democrats are not going to have a majority. Uh, they, they need to win. Uh, well, they need to gain. Uh, so, they're not, three, so the Republic okay. with a Biden win, they need to gain four seats without a Biden, without a Biden win. Um, in order to, to, to retake a majority, which look like the Republicans probably have the Senate. Okay, so there you go. So I think that is, I think he's right. I think that's probably dictating some of these moves. But obviously, we still have a lot of information to come in. And, you know, we don't know when we're going to actually find out who the president is going to be. It looks like it's going to be Biden at this time, but the Biden who trades knows? are off, who man. Knows, man. Solar is hammered. Pot stocks are hammered. The Biden trade is completely off right now. Although UNH is up, and I had UNH as a Biden stock. So, um, but then I had Lockheed Martin as a Trump stock, and Lockheed Martin's way up too. So stocks are going <laughs> all over the place. So, if you did your homework, <laughs> it might not throw be. Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. I, what um, what do we um, uh, what else do we want to look at here? Do we want to go to the chat here, Spencer? I mean, we yeah, yeah, we should all be- over the map here today. Totally crazy. Yeah, we should we should go to the chat um, and, and look at some tickers there. I, and I just want to add that, you know, anyone saying it's, it's going to be Trump, it's going to be Biden. Great. We don't you. know anything. Great for you, but I'm on the fence and I'll be on the fence oh, yeah. until we get more information. So I really- Well, last night it looked like it was Trump. 
and you know now we wake up this morning oh. and or some of us some of us wake up because some of us didn't go to sleep but <laughs> you know it turned around 3 30 4 o'clock at four at four o'clock it kind of bottomed where yeah. okay it looks like it's trump and then it just started going the other way and now they've got biden as the favorite so you know, as we keep getting more information, stuff's changing. I just uh, I just got a text from my sister. I never bring her up. She follows politics very closely. She's thinking Friday. Oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, the chat's all saying uh, Baba. Okay. So, we got to bounce back here. It got killed. We talked about not being too early buying the dip. So, and it was 295. It went down to 281 yesterday. It probably got overdone. I would lean on that number now. Am I buying it up five bucks today? No, if you're buying it up five bucks, you're doing it backwards. So I would now wait for the pullback. If you're so inclined to get into Bob, I would lean on that 281 low. I am long Bob in my long-term portfolio. I'm sticking with it as an investor, but as a trader, I would not be buying the rep. Uh, let's let's see what we can do here on this one. Uh, boy, my uh, my drawing skills are diminished here uh, due to, to lack take of over sleep. For you? I'll draw it. You can't. <laughs> yeah, no, Jeremy I... taught us this. Few yeah, options. no, no, don't, don't, An- Dennis. An- annotate. Dennis, I got go- the pen out. Dennis, Dennis don't. Which don't, tur- hey, which line hey, do you want me to draw? Hey, don't 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 upset. What Joel. color do you want? Don't upset Joel today of all days. All right, I'm come going on. purple. Be nice. Oh pink. come on, I can't. I do- nice all right, I'm just gonna crayon. just do it like I do in my head. I've been doing it for a hundred years. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you had Joel. a move. Uh, we got our <laughs> we got our Canadian political co- correspondent on the Luck line. Look, I can draw a trend line down. All here right, too. we Whee. this is called three twenty to two. <laughs> Guys, Dennis, come on! How do I get rid of those lines? <laughs> eraser. Yeah. Three twenty to two eighty. This is easy. Three hundred. Three hundred is a magic number for here, right? All right. You had a high three twenty. You went down to two eighty. Three hundred. That was that low right there. So you Baba fans, you want to see a rally. You want to get over 300. You want to hold 300. You want to challenge that high. The longer it takes to get over 300 and take that out, start to fill that gap, then you might roll over just a little bit more. But that's a that's a big level. What's yesterday's high? You know, you got to deal with yesterday's high. And I've seen Baba do this before. It will have something in the pre-market and it will open into a higher low. And then sometimes it's just lights out. So I really like 294.28. That was yesterday's high. How high did we get? We haven't got there yet in the uh, in the pre-market. Uh, so let's keep an eye on that. S&P is rolling over a little bit here. For whatever it's worth, I'll just go through some ratings for the morning. We got up. Is there ratings? I was just going to say. Uh, I think AMD us. got a big upgrade. I was going to go there. Goldman Sachs is going to a buy on AMD. Oh. You can get a $96 price target. You've got Barclays upgrading. I'm back with those options. <laughs> You've got Barclays upgrading Baidu to overweight this morning. A smaller firm is upgrading Amazon to a buy this morning. What else do I have here? Um, downgrades to no, no downgrades of interest. So that's it. Uh, just those four Amazon Baidu. Uh, or mostly AMD. AMD is the big one. Uh, Look at the seventy-five dollar level. Holy mackerel! You hit That's it yesterday. Wow. That was a huge level. I wouldn't be so sure about that. That was a I huge think, level, though. You're right. Yeah, I mean, draw if the it, line on that one. Let me do it. Are you? Can you do it? Or you want me to do it? I'm gonna. Beat you. I'm gonna try. I have this like. I have this like trend line here now. Okay, here we go. Well, you moved the chart. No, I didn't. What, what yeah, chart? you did. I have to erase that now. I didn't do it good enough. Okay, Joel did it. Yeah, right there. That says 7420. 
Well, that's a great level. I love that. I, I think I, I just I think it's gonna be in a trade bottom range here. AMD. I like mm. AMD. I'd buy a point. I already lost a bet. I already lost it. Yeah, yeah. You are. You got that option. All right. Uh, uh, those sellers coming in here, folks. Uh, couldn't take out that high, starting to roll over. I don't think imbalances are going to mean much today, but uh, they're mostly pre- to the sell side on a lot of stocks. Um, but they're small. They're so small. No institutions showing their hand because they no don't way. know what to do. I, like me, I'm waiting until like the last second to try to get out of some of these things. Like if I can sneak out of stuff, I am, but I'm not sitting out there just, you know, you're getting picked off when you're sitting orders out there right now because the market's moving too much. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm planning on having a, another guest on here at nine. If you joined us here, Chris Crane from Forefront Ventures. But before we do that, Mitch, you had something you wanted to bring up. I'll open the floor to you because you had a, a trade that you're watching this morning. Um, so d- really just going to be watching. I see the e-commerce stocks all getting a lift. Um, I think definitely with this environment, not, aside from the election, talking COVID here, uh, the story to me is definitely an e-commerce uh, continuing to have a great year. Uh, so my stock would be definitely Amazon long term. Um, they put out that rating today for 4K. I could see that possible. Um, you know, this is a stock that doesn't look back, had a great earnings um it did get pull uh, a pullback uh, i think that was just a, a buying opportunity yeah, that you was. had a chance in amazon so they gave you another shot they gave you another shot in amazon um i think you're right i'm still long amazon i think if you can get this around three thousand, i know it's still valuation still like it's trading on a multiple level pretty high but relative to sales i mean they're still firing all cylinders i like amazon too still yep. long it and I think um, I think most people are forgetting that they're still working on their own kind of uh, COVID vaccine and, and certain other things that they put money in to investing. And you never know with Amazon. They're always innovating and bringing out new products. So another thing that I would look at is some of the Chinese e-commerce stocks like uh, JD and PDD. Um, they're definitely pushing oh, on their highs. Today too. And, and you could see that chart. Uh, I mean... Joe, what, what do you see on that chart? Uh, for the JD, I mean, you you got you got a seller above eighty four. It's been there a few times. Wait, where are you trading at? Eighty six and a half. You're oh ripping. boy, yeah, you've taken that out. Ah, when I when I see stocks like this, uh, obviously they trade overnight. Keep an eye on that all time high, uh, eighty six fifty eight, right there, right now. So continued breakout above that, but I mean, long term chart looks great. I just don't. Think I could run and lift the offer here and get long at 87, but that's just the way I trade. All right, it is 901. I want to bring on uh, our last guest of the day, uh, Chris Crane. He is the co founder and president at Forefront Ventures, a cannabis operator based out of Arizona. Great day to have Chris on here. Uh, we'll get his reaction here to the results of last night. Chris, good morning. Welcome to Pre Market Prep. And I guess congratulations are in order. You guys had a cannabis as an industry had a pretty good night last night. Yeah, cannabis as an industry, uh, frankly, could not have done better uh, last night Uh, as an industry, as a movement uh, for anybody who cares about uh, legalization, personal freedom. uh, It was a terrific night. We, uh, We we swept the table. And then you guys are, of course, based in Arizona. Arizona had their own ballot measure and, and, and they got to go there. So uh, uh, I, I guess great, great for you guys there. And you have operations in, in, in other states, too. You guys are in California, of course. Uh, you're in, walk us through where your biggest operations are. Sure. So our, our core markets are Michigan, 
uh, Arizona, uh, sorry, uh, not Arizona. Uh, sorry, we're in uh, Michigan. Um, uh, uh, it's been a very long night. I bet. I bet. <laughs> uh, Man, listen, it's cool. Okay, it's cool. We all had a long night. All right. So it's, it's uh, Michigan, Massachusetts, Illinois, California, and Washington okay. are our core markets. We have a headquarters in Arizona. We don't currently have any operations there. Uh, and just like, I'm, I'm curious, like what your takeaways were. So on the state level, it was a great night. Um, do, do you really care who's in the White House for the next four years from like a federal legalization standpoint? Or, or do you think this will happen either way? Uh, I, I care quite a bit. I think okay. it makes, I think it makes, it makes a huge difference. Um, and I would say potentially even more important than who's in the White House is who's in control of the Senate. And right. in that respect, uh, things are not looking so great for cannabis. Um, I, I'm actually quite pessimistic about the perspective uh, perspectives of a Biden administration with a McConnell-controlled Senate. Um, uh, I think Mitch McConnell would have less uh, incentive to compromise on this issue than he might uh, otherwise. Uh, I don't think he's going to want to give the Democrats a win on anything. He's no longer going to have Cory Gardner there to try and get a victory for uh, and so I think the prospects of something like safe banking uh, may have just gotten worse uh, should the, the current forecast hold and, uh, and, and the Republicans wind up in control of the Senate. So, again, we're talking Safe Banking Act, which, of course, kind of opens the floodgates, so to speak, and, and allows people to really do business in the U.S. Uh, in cannabis and allows the banking infrastructure to, to sort of get in there. And then if, then you've got federal legalization. So you, so you're pessimistic on both those fronts. Uh, should we get a, a, a Biden white house and a Republican Senate? Um, I, I am more pessimistic. Yeah. I think, I, I think if we, if we wanted any kind of descheduling or major re, uh, legalization, we would likely need a democratic Senate and a democratic administration. All of that said, if the Biden administration is serious about moving on this issue, as they've said, they are, there is a lot that they can do administratively through the executive branch. Uh, on issues like banking, 280E, uh, states' rights. And so I think we could be looking at a more positive situation compared to the last four years. Um, but some of the bigger reforms that uh, folks are hopeful for uh, are much less likely if Mitch McConnell remains in control of the Senate, even if Biden ekes out a, a victory here in the end. I'm wondering if that's if the market is, is reflecting your point of view, because I know it's really early, but if you look at just the early trading here in, in the pod stocks, I, I would have thought with a clean sweep like we, get, like we got last night that you would see a rally in the sector this morning. You're really not seeing that. So I'm, I'm almost wondering if the market is just reflecting your point of view that they're really pessimistic that we'd get more gridlock in Washington as it relates to cannabis. It's quite possible. Uh, it's always very hard to say what's driving traffic uh, yeah. in the markets. I think that might be partially the case. I also would have expected a bit more of a bump given how overwhelmingly we ran the table at the state level. All that said, I do think some of that was already priced in. Yeah. Um, a lot of the, you know, you've seen a lot of rise in, in, in these stocks, particularly in the better performing companies over the last couple of months. And I think a lot of that was anticipation that uh, election night was going to be positive for cannabis. And so I think some of those gains were probably already baked in. And even if it had been a better night, say, for the Democrats federally, uh, we might not have seen as big a jump as some folks were expecting because of that. Yeah. Uh, OK, I mean, I, I, I almost like don't want to spend the entire time talking about of the election, but I don't know how not to do that, really. I mean, it's still going on, right? It's election morning and the election is not, is by, it's, it's not even close to over at this point. So you, you kind of have to. 
I know. Well, you know, at least your state, I'm in Michigan, at least your state, you guys have a winner. My state, God knows how long it's going to take to get a winner in Michigan right now. Um, well, I'm actually, I'm actually in Illinois. Our, our headquarters oh, is in uh, okay. Arizona, but I'm, I'm in Chicago. So uh, we have a winner okay. here in Chicago. We already have legalization. Uh, so, uh, you know, feeling good about Illinois um, and feeling good about feeling good about Arizona. I mean, from a, from a ballot initiative standpoint, last night was truly historic. You know, not only did we win all five states, we had never, I don't believe we'd ever crossed 58% in a ballot initiative victory. I'm not sure we passed 57% in a ballot initiative victory. I think Michigan is the best margin we've ever gotten. I think it was around 57 a couple of years ago. And yet New Jersey, it looks like in the end is going to wind up about 67%, about 10 points higher than we've ever seen. Um, uh, Montana and Arizona are going to wind up about 60%. And even amazingly, South Dakota, is gonna wind up having legalized marijuana by about the same margin as Massachusetts did four years ago. So that just shows how far we've come in four years um, that a deep, deep red state like South Dakota is now passing legalization by margins that a deep, uh, a deep blue state like Massachusetts did only four years ago. That's a really good point. We talked about this last night. I, I don't know, and someone brought it up and it didn't occur to me until, until he did, but we, don't, we haven't seen a red state legalize cannabis recreationally before and, and we, and we, we got- ha- well alaska we did in alaska that's the okay. only one all right sorry i forget about alaska. but it's alaska is a bit of an outlier state right uh, right uh so south dakota and like with with the majority that it got uh, me- medical looks like it's got 69 percent adult use looks like it's got 53 percent um that like you said that's probably a big step right the fact that it, i guess it goes to show that this issue is is really becoming less of a partisan issue slowly but it's getting there. Oh, I mean, it has been a bipartisan issue for a while. I mean, if you look at the Gallup polling for the last five years or so, it's shown majority support among Republicans, but uh, there is a gap there. It, it's shown about you know mid 60s support from Democrats and just over 50% for Republicans in general nationwide. And I think we're starting to see that shift uh, move even further and even faster. And I think what this shows is that you know we can win in South Dakota by a margin similar to what we did in Massachusetts four years ago. And we can win in Arizona by a margin higher than we've won in any state anywhere, uh, another typically red state, though it looks like it's gone blue this year. Yeah. Um, I think this, this, the message that's being sent to elected officials around the country is that the public has spoken on this issue. This is no longer a, a not only is it no longer a partisan issue, it is, it, is, it is no longer a political issue as far as the voters are concerned. And my hope is that elected officials take stock of this, stop, stop thinking in terms of outdated uh, drug war rhetoric. This is a winning political issue. The people have spoken. They've spoken in red states. They've spoken overwhelmingly in blue states. Um, and elected officials need to get with the times and, uh, and start taking this issue more seriously as a viable political issue. Yeah, so we're on with Chris Crane. He's the co-founder, president of Forefront Ventures, cannabis operations uh, in states across the country. You guys have uh, various different uh, business lines. You've got the the dispensaries. You've got uh, uh, cultivation and the real estate that goes with that. Uh, can you just walk me through your business and sort of what you're most excited about for ne- for the next year? Sure. So I'd say what we're most excited about is we have spent a lot of time and energy focusing on low cost production of consumer packaged goods at scale. Uh, Right now, we are the number one uh, edibles producer in the state of Washington. We have seven of the top 10 selling brands in what is arguably the most competitive uh, state in the country. And we've done that by being able to figure out how you produce a good quality product at a better price point than anybody on the market. 
Uh, we're going to be bringing those market-leading products from Washington into California this year um, at a facility that is uh, that, that has a level of automation that is yet unseen in the cannabis industry. We believe we'll be able to get these products out to market at a price that is not only uh, not only lower than uh, just about anything on the legal market, but also competitive with what you see from the legacy Prop 215 gray and illicit markets. And that's what we think ultimately is going to shift consumer behavior from those illicit markets, uh, which are you know, longstanding in California to the legal markets is once you can get good quality products into those legal markets at a price point um, that is comparable, if not better than what's available on the illicit market. So that's been our big focus is really figuring out how do we produce these good quality products at a price point better than anyone else in the market. Uh, we're gonna be bringing this to the largest market in the country this year. We're also about to start a build out of a very large, uh, large scale facility in Illinois where we'll also be able to bring that same level of automation and, uh, and production at scale. Uh, so you know, we, we're very excited obviously about what we're doing on the retail level. We think we run really great uh, experiences through our mission branded retail stores. Um, but we think where we really differentiate and stand out is our ability to produce good quality consumer packaged good products, particularly edible products at a price point that's sort of yet unseen in the industry. I mean, you know, I'm just curious what you're seeing as far as uh, the shift to e-commerce uh, this year. Uh, are, are you seeing like where are you seeing the most growth right now? Is, is it e-commerce or have, has, have the stores actually held up pretty well in terms of uh, traffic and, that, and, and that's, that sort of thing? The stores have held up quite well this year, uh, especially during the pandemic and the, and the shutdowns, um, but it has been somewhat state dependent um, and somewhat location dependent. And so it, it depends a little bit on uh, what kind of COVID restrictions states have put in place. Um, so uh, for example, in, in places where they've moved to curbside delivery only, no in-store purchases, uh, which we did see in places like, like Maryland when we were still operating there, um, that, the, the, the performance of the store often depended on where the store was. If you had a store with a big parking lot, and an ability to deliver uh, directly to the cars, or you didn't see that much of a drop off in sales um, on stores that were more urban, uh, where you have generally foot traffic, but not a lot of parking. Uh, we did see a decline in some of those places, but we saw a fairly big uptick in delivery uh, where that's available. So in Michigan, for example, uh, we've seen our in-store sales decline a little bit. We've seen our, our delivery uh, sales uh, increase uh, dramatically. In fact, we launched delivery as a result of this and, and it's seen um, pretty major growth. So it is a little bit uh, state dependent. It's a little bit regulatory dependent, but overall uh, retail sales have held up quite well. And in most cases have actually gone up uh, since the beginning of the pandemic. All right. Chris Crane is a founder, uh, president of Forefront Adventures. Uh, I, I'm assuming you didn't sleep much like the rest of us. So uh, go, go get some <laughs> sleep. Congratulations on what was a really great night. Like you said, a watershed moment for the cannabis industry uh, in terms of all the questions on the various state ballots. It looks like, you know, things are things are looking good there. Uh, we'll see how the rest of this, this story shakes out here. But it was a good night for cannabis, a good night for you guys. And uh, I appreciate you coming out with me this morning. Absolutely. And if I could just say on the way out, I, I, I just want to give a huge thank you to the folks at uh, organizations like the Marijuana Policy Project, the Drug Policy Alliance, New Approach, uh, and Normal, and others who are you know, really the ones who deserve the credit and the responsibility for the big night that we had last night. This stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's the, work, it's the result of decades of hard work uh, of, of activists on the ground from before this was popular. And still, uh, those, you know, those, those, those initiatives were largely run by these advocacy organizations. So they deserve a lot of credit. And if folks are listening, think about making a donation to one of those organizations today. Um, they certainly deserve the support. We wouldn't be here uh, having this conversation without them. Yeah, I, I haven't come out and I try not to give like too many 
uh, you know, opinions on, on this show one way or the other, but I've come out pretty strong, I think, in, in, in support of, of, of cannabis and legalization. And I've, I've made that obvious on many occasions. And so I'm happy. It was a great night. Um, and I look forward to seeing, uh, you know, how this, how the rest of this election shakes out. But it's just, it, it was already a win for me, uh, just in terms of the, of the cannabis stuff. So I'm, I'm very happy there. And Chris, happy for you. Uh, and, and like you said, uh, the all the the lobbying efforts uh job well done uh chris crane forefront ventures thanks a lot for the time this morning thank you all right uh that'll be a wrap here uh you guys in the chat have been absolutely insane this morning i'm just gonna i'm gonna log off uh we'll see how this thing shakes out again i'm not convinced one way or the other who has the white house uh so hopefully we'll know by end of day today but who really knows at this point, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Catch a replay of this on our podcast. Joel and I will be back at 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, everyone have a good rest of your day. Stay sane and uh, good luck. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.